Hello and welcome to today's show. My name is Thomas Miller. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do appreciate it. Um, I want to get right into today's topic and I want to keep this topic in chunks. You're going to get a little bit here, a little bit there because there's a lot to process. Now, you know, on this show, I'm a big proponent of doing your own research, scratching the surface. That's what I'm here to do. And if you want to do a deep dive, I suggest that you do that because some of the things that I'm going to discuss are still going on today and is a very, very big part of your programming and your deprogramming of the world in which you live. Now, we're, the bigger topic that we're going to, to cover is Operation Paperclip. Now, I'm going to read what, op, what Operation Paperclip is in a nutshell from the new book, The Deep State Encyclopedia, Exposing the Cabal's Playbook, written by a young lady by the name of Really Graceful. I will put a link to the book as well as her YouTube channel in the description box below. So let's get into it. What is Operation Paperclip? Um, uh, and I'm reading from the book, The Deep State Encyclopedia. More than 1,500 scientists, engineers, and technicians were brought to the United States under the covert Operation Paperclip program, primarily between 1945 and 1959, during and after World War II. These individuals include Werner von Braun and his V-2 rocket team. And that's going to be the person that we're going to focus on today, Werner von Braun. I'm continuing reading. The operation's goal was to utilize German technical and scientific know-how in the immediate post-war period while preventing the Soviet Union from gaining access to them. The Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency organized the program and the Office of Strategic Services, OSS, the Army Intelligence Corps and the War Department all participate, participated in its execution, that is Operation Paperclip. Many of the scientists were not aware that they were being transported to the United States as part of the operation because it was carried out in secrecy. Now that's what Operation Paperclip is in a nutshell. Now. I'm hoping this won't go long, but there is a lot of information and I'm going to try and my best to piece together some important parts while covering Werner von Braun. It's, it's amazing what's going on right in front of our eyes and some things that we are complacent that we are accepting all in the quote greater good or the end result, which is a lie. But anyway, start with Werner von Braun. Now here's where we're going to um, connect the dots. And, and, and in this show today, these dots will point to Walt Disney, Disneyland, and how is all this connected? And we are being programmed and lied to. Anyway, we start off with Adolf Hitler. Now, most of you, unless you were born under a rock, you know who Adolf Hitler. He was the Fuhrer. He was the leader of the Nazi party. 
Nazi Germany during World War II. Uh, we know he wasn't a good guy at all. He just wasn't uh, responsible for the concentration camps, um, the extermination of a lot of Jewish men and women and children. He just was not a good dude. This is where Vernon Werner von Braun comes into play here. Um, in 1932, uh, Werner von Braun met with a Walter Dornberger, a senior German officer. At the time, Werner von Braun was 20 years old. Now, prior to him meeting um, Dornberger, Werner von Braun was trying to get into rocket technology. Well, he was in rocket technology because he was fascinated about going to space. And you're good. And if you do a little bit deeper dive, you can find out more about his early life. But I really want to start at that point um, in Werner von Braun's life. So he, he meets Walter Dornberger at one of his uh, test facilities or his test sites where be where he's testing his rockets. Now his rockets in his earlier career, talk about Von Braun, um, they didn't do so well. A lot of them blew up. A lot of them didn't get off the ground. It was just a hot mess. Well, at one of these test sites in 1932, he meets Dornberger. Now at that test site, yeah, it didn't go well. However, Dornberger was impressed by this young man, then 20-year-old Von Braun. Um, he was impressed with his scientific know-how and his ambition to want to go to space or create a rocket. And so he's a senior German officer, Dornberger, and he thinks that this could be a good fit. So what does he do? He takes von he takes uh, von von Braun, and he he enlists his talents to create weapons for Nazi Germany. In 1937, von Braun becomes a full member of the Nazi Party. He's then 25 years old, so he's still young, and he becomes a full member of the Nazi party. Um, and during this time, he's fully aware of what's going on. He's fully aware that, yeah, these people are not good people, but in his self-ambition, he wants to continue his work. And, and the Nazi party is giving him an unlimited supply of money during his time to get this work off the ground. In 1940, von Braun joins the uh, joins the SS, so which is directly under Adolf Hitler. I mean, this is this is now we're getting to a small select group of people. He becomes a full member as second left lieutenant to Adolf Hitler. Now, of course, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to keep it tight. So there's some information that you're going to have to do your research. I am putting together a video to where this is going to be in detail. 
Um, my notes are just a scribbled mess. If you look at my notes right now, I've got I've got that classic uh, Werner von Braun circled in the middle, uh, in the in the middle, and I've got lines shooting off from von von Braun. But anyway, he joins the SS as a second left lieutenant, second in command. This is it's incredible. So. This amps up his production of these Wonder Weapons, Wonder Weapons, or Wonder Weapons. And in 1944, his V-2 missile is launched on London. Now, Von Braun is, um, they say he's the, he's the father of space exploration, but his first successful rocket which you have to again do your research is it successful well we're still talking about it so yes and he launches his v2 missile on london okay um, in fact i i came across a newspaper article uh dated november 10th 1944 from the daily herald that says v2 comes to so southern england as it's so you know and that line makes it sound like oh wow this is it's a celebrity uh yeah whatever but anyway germany starts they're losing the war he knows the scene is becoming bad and and let me go back so during this whole time and i'm going to get into a little bit why Von Braun is such a bad dude. Not only is he responsible for the V2 rocket, but you got to have a, a production plant. You got to have a ways, a means to build these rockets. Well, Von Braun utilizes the men and women, or primarily men, I'm going to say men, mostly men, in concentration camps, um, slave labor, if you will, and he's working these people to the bone. He doesn't care about these horrific conditions. Conditions are so horrific that it can only be described as hell on earth. Starvation, disease, um, exhaustion, being worked to the bone. In fact, they have such a disregard for human life that they know that the slaves that they get, that they round up, Jewish slaves that they get, they're, they're only going to last a week or two. And then what, what do they do with the bodies? They don't even, they don't even bury them. They don't even show these men the respect of being humans. And they're stacking them up throughout these concentration camps. Like they're just trash. And these are the same men that he's using to build these V2 rockets. Now, uh, they have an underground facility and the underground facility is is built by these by the slave labor unbelievable and von braun has to go to this underground facility to oversee his creation of the v2 so he's walking by these concentration camps and when you look at some of the old footage or the old photographs it's not enough that they were being starved to death work to death that they're suffering from disease that there's filth piling up from their um 
from their own waste, their human waste, you got to add the cold, the weather, um, thinly built shelters, if you want to even call them shelters, the snow, the ice, um, lack of clothing. They have to deal with that also on top of a, an evil person building an evil weapon to destroy people for an evil dictator, an evil Führer out of Adolf Hitler. So he's fully aware of this. He doesn't care. It's about his own self-ambition. It's about his own works. And his works is, yeah, he's building these rockets. I mean, his primary goal is to, to get into space. Put a pin in that for a second. So he's building these, he takes all the slave labor from these concentration camps and he's building these V2 rockets while Germany's losing the war. And being this self-centered, self-preserving person that von Braun was, um, he's got a contingency plan. He rounds up himself as well as other scientists, other technicians, and they flee to Austria. They flee to Austria because they know the United States is getting close. But not only is he smart enough to flee, he's also smart enough to take all of his work, all of his notes, all of his notebooks, all of his research with him because he knows that his research is valuable. His team is valuable. So he's going to use that as a bargaining chip. So anyway, he goes to Austria and, um, you know, there, there's, there's like pictures of him when he finally gets, quote, captured by the United States. Now, the United States, after, after they go to these concentration camps, because Von Braun has, has fleed, he's fleed his production um, facility and he goes to Austria. Well, the United States is hot on his trail. And he gets to, I mean, the United States, they get to this concentration camp and they find um, number one bodies everywhere, very few people alive. They go to the uh, production facility and they realize, wow, this stuff is pretty high tech. This stuff is better than the stuff that we, we are creating. Um, yeah, we got to find this guy. So pretty much on the spot, the United States creates um, a T-force specifically to find as many German scientists as they can. Well, they, their trail leads them to Austria where they find von Braun and his team. Now, von Braun, it, it's amazing, but he's not even afraid. He's living it up in Austria. They're in expensive hotels. They're chilling. They're drinking wine. They're waiting for the United States to capture them because they know, Von Braun knows that his research is valuable and the United States wants that technology before the Russians get it. So he knows this. Arrogance the disregard. But anyway, I digress. The United States capture him and he's not brought up on any type of crimes of humanity, any type of war crimes. In fact, they strike a deal 
with Von Braun and his team. They're going to forget everything. The United States is willing to forget everything that this man has been a part of and knowing that he's been a part of these atrocities against other human beings. They strike a deal with them. And in and on September 20th, 1945, Von Braun and his team are taken to the US where they are continuing their V2 rocket research or the or to refurb uh, V2 rockets and build new uh, V2 rockets in New Mexico. This is an evil, evil man. And the United States has just struck a deal with this guy. Now, here's where it gets even crazier. Not only does he continue his research, he's allowed to start developing rockets to go into space. Forgetting, again, forgetting all the atrocities that this man has done because the United States wants to beat Russia into space. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. And in fact, he's, he's now went from hobnosing or rubbing elbows with Nazi Germany, Adolf Hitler, to now rubbing elbows with our then president, um, and I'm 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 fast forwarding a little bit. Now I'm I'm moving up into the space age to now, um, chilling with our president, JFK. In. In the guise of becoming, the to to putting a man on space. Now in let's see. Um, I'm trying to think because it's it's pretty incredible. Where do I put this right here? So in 1955, Von Braun becomes an American citizen. Just becomes a full-on American citizen in 1955. Now, I know I jumped back a little bit. But, um, yeah, he becomes an, an American citizen in 1955. And not only that, I think this is this is where my conspiracy theories take over. And it's not even conspiracy theory. These are facts. I believe this is part of the programming. Um, the obsession with space to. For the elite to accomplish their goals, this stuff has been going on for decades. So in 1955, Von Braun becomes an, uh, an American citizen. He marries his cousin. They have children. They buy a house in suburbia. Um, he even goes to church, and he even starts to drop his accent or an attempt to drop his accent. Um, he, in my opinion, he's making full assimilation into American society. Again, evil dude. Uh, and prior to him, three years prior to him becoming a U.S. citizen, this is where it gets crazy. Now, all of this stuff is not a secret. And everyone that I'm talking about right now are dead. That's not a coincidence that all this stuff is now being made available, that all this information is being made available. And the reason why I'm going over it is because there's a lot of program programming going on right now, and we are falling for it as American citizens. But anyway, I digress. Three years prior to him becoming a U.S. citizen, in 1952, 
Von Braun meets Walt Disney. Let that marinate for a second. Now, Walt Disney has now, he's a pretty prominent figure within the American culture. He's now, um, he's Walt Disney. This guy's already come out with a feature film, Alice in Wonderland, made for television. Interesting, quite interesting that that is the first film that is made for television, which TV is used as a major propaganda or programming tool still today in American society. And that's the first um, um, works from Walt Disney, Alice in Wonderland on television. Let that marinate also for a second. But Walt Disney and Von Braun, uh, I'm going to again try to keep it tight, but they work together to produce films talking about space exploration. Really? 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 Now, if you followed me or followed this show for quite some time, yes, I believe we never went to space. And I don't want you to comment about it. I don't want you to argue with me. It's quite frankly, it's exhausting. I don't like arguing. I just like presenting facts. What you do with those facts, you are an adult. You can do with those facts with what with what you will. But there is a rabbit hole that goes runs really, really deep. Like I said, it's not a coincidence that that term rabbit hole, and it actually comes from Alice in Wonderland because it runs deep and you find all type of oddities and, and weird coincidences and facts and stuff that lead here, that lead there. It's not a coincidence, people. But anyway, he starts making these, these propaganda films with Walt Disney. In fact, he made three, Man in Space, Man in the Moon, Mars and Beyond. Von Braun created probably the most powerful rocket of all time, the Saturn V. Now, the Saturn, it's interesting he named it Saturn V. I'm telling you, people, this is deep. Um, Saturn is another name for Satan. In fact, if you look at the NASA logo, it looks like a forked tongue. You've got every planet in the solar system. <laughs> okay. Every planet in the solar system named after a Greek god or a god from mythology, except for Earth. Earth was a name by God. Now we go, we go back to the beginning of Von Braun's career and he's worked with Adolf Hitler side by side. Adolf Hitler was an occultist. Adolf Hitler dealt with the black arts. We forget about that. Von Braun actually 
has crossed paths with um oh my goodness um i i Oh my gosh! With Aleister Crowley, his name almost slipped my my mind for a second, because all these people are together on this. He's crossed paths with Aleister Crowley, who is probably the most depraved human being, more than Hitler, um, of all time. This dude's motto is "Do as thy wilt." And which we know he was an occultist. He was a Satanist. He did stuff in the black arts. And all these people are running around together. This stuff is deep. Now, I invite you to do your own research. And I know that was a lot of information. And that's a lot of information that, um, quite frankly, we're just starting to find out about. They still don't want you to find this stuff out because they want to keep you distracted. Want to keep you distracted with your, um, with your binge watching, your fascination with other things, um, racism, uh, identity politics, transgenderism, um, they want to keep you distracted from from really what's going on, but there is an agenda here, and and the reason why I made that association with Von Braun and Disney, because I believe Walt Disney was fully aware of what this guy had done before, but if you go into Disney's history now, he's no longer with us, but just look at the company itself; they are always. Um, putting questionable stuff into their cartoons. And when I say questionable stuff, you see the word like sex in their cartoons and movies like The Lion Kings. They're always putting uh, pictures of, <laughs> of male genitalia in their artwork. Um, there's always subliminal messages going on. They want you to believe in magic, highly want you to believe in magic. When the Bible tells us, you, you need to stay away from that stuff. Run from that stuff. Don't be a part of that stuff. They really pushed the space agenda and the heliocentric model of the world, the creation of the world. They pushed that agenda. It's highly pushed. Um, yeah, and the funny thing is we as a, as a society are constantly falling for this stuff. You know, call it what you want, but uh, 666 is in the Disney logo. It's right there. They hide this stuff in plain sight. It's called predictive programming. It's called symbolism. They want to oppress us for their own benefit. They want to, um, you know, bring forth the new world order. And this is just one piece of the puzzle. There's other pieces of the puzzle. But anyway, I think that's a lot for right now. It's a lot to digest. Um, yeah, I will, I'm going to be back with more <laughs> with this. Uh, and we're dealing with Operation Paperclip for now. And that's the biggest piece of it. 
But the United States is very complacent in bringing over these war criminals to further their own selfish agenda. And it's now, it's all coming out. And all these people are dead. It's the same thing. Let me digress for, for a moment. It's the same thing what recently happened in our society with the COVID-19 virus. Everything will not be available for 75 years. Well, in 75 years, you, me, the people that created this stuff, most of the people, if not all, will be gone. And the mess will be left for the future generations. And I hope, I hope that future generations will learn from the history that we're creating today and past history. So they won't repeat it. Anyway, I'm going to put some links in my description box. There's going to be some videos. I suggest that you watch them and that you start to do your own research. And last thing, get in your Bibles, read your Bibles, because this stuff is real. This stuff is deep and you need to know. Now these stuff, this stuff must transpire according to the scriptures, but you can pass this information along and prepare yourself for whatever. But this world is going only going to get more and more evil. Walt Disney's doing it. They're one of the companies pushing this um, transgenderism, clouding the lines between male and females. That's just a part. Accepting homosexuality as just normal. Now, I'm going to sound very judgmental, but it is not me. If you follow the Bible, this is the God of our Bible. Homosexuality is an abomination. Now, I'm not a homophobe. I'm not afraid of gay people. <laughs> it's funny how we change the meaning of words. But I'm not a homophobic. I'm not afraid of gay people. I love gay people. I love people. In my personal opinion, you do what you want to do. You're a grown adult. You do what you want to do. I'm not here to police you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. Because I don't want you to tell me what to do. But I will present information to you. I will present what it says in the Bible. I will present that to you. And then, then it is up to you to do with that information as you will. But I'm not here to condemn. I'm not here to point fingers. But there's an agenda going on that goes directly against the Bible. Okay, that's it for today. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I do appreciate it. Make sure you follow me on Rumble. Um, my Instagram account is gone. I will not be getting that back because uh, I can't. I can't get it back for some odd reason. They won't let me have it back, but it's all good. Follow me on True Social and Twitter. You can also send me an email, Thomas Miller at thethomasmillershow.com. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.